today. And we can acknowledge our Lord and Savior because He is a God that is so faithful. And I always say when we're not faithful and maybe we've not been doing what we should have been doing, God is always faithful to you and I and He will take care of us. And I thank the Lord because He's brought provision for you. He's brought provision for your family. He has brought you uh, strength. You know, I, I look at the island of Maui and in Hawaii. Look, look what just took place. Just devastation. That whole island uh, was on fire. And people were jumping into the waters. They lost their homes. They lost their pets. They lost some of their family members. Do you know we could be in that situation right now today? But you know what? It's by the grace of God. It's, it's because of God's mercy that He allows you and I to be who we are, to have what we have. I've always said it. We live like kings and queens in America. Go to third world countries. I've been there. And there's a lot of people that are not nowhere near as fortunate as we are today. But we walk around like kings and queens because we have so much at our fingertips. Anything that we want, we go out and get it. If there's some way that we can get it, we'll borrow the money. It doesn't matter. And I want to share with you today, and I think Sister Rhonda made a, a, a great point today. What's most important is that you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. That you've made that profession of faith and you've accepted Jesus into your heart and life. I cannot preach that enough because after everything shakes down, after everything Everything is going to go back to the earth. It's going to be ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Everything. You cannot take anything with you. But what you can take is you can take your family with you. And that's one thing as a guarantee that you can. You can take your family with you as you pray for your family to ask the Lord to save your family. We have family members that don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And that should be our job and our obligation is to continue to kindle the fire within us, that we have enough fire within us that we would pray for our families, that they would come to know the Lord and they not die lost, but they will go to an everlasting God, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, which is in heaven, which is being prepared for all of us down here that accepts the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank God today that you're with us today. I thank God He has allowed you to be here in God's house so if you would, I'd like for you to open up your Bibles. And as you're opening up your Bibles, I'd like for you to stand with me across the building today because we want to read Galatians 2 and 20 as we read every Sunday morning. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You may be seated today. I want to thank the Lord for our praise team today doing another awesome job, got another voice that we've added uh, to the group, and uh, Ron Jeffers has now come to the group, and so we thank the Lord for that, and we just know that God is blessing and moving in a mighty way, even our praise team here, uh, and they're not just singing to the choir. So
so, uh, so we thank God for that as well. But today, if you would, I'd like for you to open up your Bibles. I want you to go with me to the book of Ephesians, the 6th chapter, beginning with the 16th verse. Ephesians, the 6th chapter, beginning with the 16th verse. As time will permit, I last Sunday I did Grow Through Your Battles, part 1. And so I wanted to do Grow Through Your Battles, part 2. And so if you missed that uh, first uh, series, uh, the first part, you can go back on our website to www.vfclexton.org, go into the media area, and, uh, and look us up. I, I want to say this today. Uh, how many of people in our church have gone, literally gone to our website? I want you to raise your hand. How many has gone to our website here at Victory Fellowship? Okay, we've got some hands across the street. How many has ever clicked on to any of the areas of ministries or media or anything? How many in our church has ever done that? Okay, we've got a couple of hands there. Okay, how many of you in the church have advertised your church to get someone else to like or follow the church? How many hands go up? All right, we got some hands going. Okay, listen, I want to commend you for doing that. I want to commend you for looking at the website because, folks, we, uh, the church, uh, you guys that give into this church and pay into this church, that's where monies are going into that website to share the news with others. When we go live every Sunday, and we are live right now, I want to thank those for watching today. That's because of the monies and the funds that you put in this church. That's why we're able to go live every Sunday. Everything that you do with this church, I just want you to be aware of what is going on, that we're doing everything we can in Victory Fellowship Church to reach out, to reach out to the community. We've reached out to the people that are in need. We've done that. And so I want you to be aware of what is going on in your local church and know that as you advertise that and let people know to like, to follow us, that brings more. We are now at 513 people that like us and we have 560 people that follow us every day. Folks, that's bigger than you and that's bigger than me, but I want you to know this local church is getting out and getting the message and we're advertising this local church. So understand, if I had everybody to come in this church at 560 people that follow us, our church could not hold them. And I want you to know today that God encourages us and tells us that we are to reach the kingdom. We're to reach the lost. We are to share the good news with others. And I want you to know this local church here is doing everything it can to reach the lost with the kingdom of God, that we would do the work that God has called us. And so again, I want to thank you for all those that participate and all those that do here at Victory Fellowship Church. Let's look at this, Ephesians 6 and 1, part 2, growing through battles. And so we all deal with battles, we deal with something. You say, well, pastor, I'm not dealing with anything right now. Well, you may not be dealing with anything, but down the road, I promise you, you're going to deal with something because if Jesus went through something, we're going to go through something as well. But I want you to know today, as I open up the Word here today, you're going to grow 
through the battles and you've got to allow the growth to develop in your battles that you struggle with because when you go through a battle and you win the battle, then as you're growing, you know not to go back through that same battle. And if you do go through back with the same battle, you'll know how to fight it better. You'll know how to be an overcomer. You'll know how to be a conqueror because you've been there, done that. And so it's any time when, when you're going through anything in life, if you go through it, you don't want to go back through it again. You know, if you, uh, you bought a car that was too expensive and you can't afford it, well, if you lose it and it goes back to the bank, well, you'll know never to do that again. You know, sometimes it takes the hard things for us to go through. Sometimes it takes experience for us to go through. My mother and dad say, well, son, don't do this, don't do that, because you're going to go through that and that and that. And as a teenager, I'd say, ah, oh, but I know what I'm doing, dad, mom, you ain't got to tell me anything about that. And sure enough, what they told me, I went right through it and I learned the hard way, but I know not to go back through that again. And sometimes we have to go through hard things, but we can grow through the hardship that we deal with, through the battles and the struggles that we have, and we'll know not to go back through them again. I don't know about you, but I've been through, if I've been through one thing, I don't want to go through the same thing again twice. I want to not go down that road. So let's look here a little bit as time will permit. Ephesians 6 and uh, 16, the Apostle Paul, he writes and says this, above all, above all taking the shield of faith, which, was, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Verse 19. And for me, the, uh, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Can I hear an amen to God's word? You see, even when Paul was in captivity, even when he is arrested, even when he is a prisoner, even when he is chained, he's letting us know as the Word speaks through us today that we are not to allow the enemy to take charge of our life. Did you know you can take charge of your life? You have control of your life. You can say yes or no. You can say, I'm going to go here, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to do this, I'm not going to do that. We have a choice. So I want you to know today that the enemy, the armor and the energy that it takes, the enemy is the prince of the power of air. That's Satan. He is now the ruler of the air, even though he's mighty. But remember, God is almighty. He's limited to what he can do, but he is the prince of the air that we're, we're living in right now and that we're breathing in right now. And as we know, we must put on the whole, I didn't say some or little, but to put on the whole armor of God. A little armor and some armor is not going to cut it, folks. It's not going to get it. You're not going to be able to withstand the enemy if you put a little or some on. You must put on the whole 
armor of God. In Ephesians 6 and 14, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and have shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of the peace. Above all, take the shield of faith which, uh, with, uh, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. I want you to know today that we must look at this. Ephesians 6 and 18. Praying always. Praying always. Pray the power of prayer. Prayer is very vital in your spiritual walk with the Lord on a daily basis. You must be in prayer at all times. You say, well, pastor, I work on a job. Well, you can meditate in your mind. You can pray in your mind. Uh, but, but pastor this, no it's not but, 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 you can do it because you have a choice. I have a choice whether I'm going to get up today and pray. When I woke up this morning today by my bed, I made a choice to pray for this church, to pray for my friends, to pray for my family, to pray for everyone. That is a choice that I have made. Now I can neglect it and say I'm not going to do it today. But we have a choice to read our Bible we have a choice but how are we going to be effective enough to fight the battle and to fight the enemy because we've got to put on the whole armor of God you can't put it on Sunday and take it off on Monday you've got to put it on Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday to get back to Sunday you've got to put the whole armor on so that you can fight the enemy day in and day out he may not bother you here on Sunday morning because you're in a church. But I promise you when you walk out this door and you get in your car and get down the road, the devil's going to try to do everything he can to say, well, what about this? What about this? Won't you do this? Won't you do that? Go here. Go there. He's going to try to mess with your mind. That's why we have to be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind is not saved. Hear me today. Your mind is not saved. You see, what goes in comes out. If garbage is going to go in your ears, garbage is going to come out. Whatever is a truth, whatever is, is good, what a, a good report, whatever that, that is good of God, when it goes in, it will penetrate the heart and it will come right back out with truthful and wonderful thoughts when you're in Christ Jesus. Listen, half-dressed will not win the battle. The girdle of truth has to take place. The breastplate of righteousness has to take place. The preparation of the gospel has to take, uh, take, the, take on the peace. You see, the Apostle Paul gives us a vivid description about the whole armor. The, old, the, the whole armor of God and the armor of God is also talking about a Roman soldier. A Roman soldier had to be equipped back in those days. They were on horse and buggy. They had spears. Uh, they had shields. This, they didn't have M16s and, and uh, all these bullets and all of this. This is how they fought against the enemy was through with, uh, with machetes, if that, that's what it would look like to us today, as our sword, and also uh, a spear, but they fought against the enemy like that. So you had to put on the whole armor of God, and you had to wear all the protection around your body. You had to wear protection around your chest, around your legs, uh, around your back, around your face everything because any, any little open area 
they could come right into and jab you and they could, they could bring you down immediately. And so you had to put on the whole armor of God so that you can fight against the enemy because he's looking for weakness. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your temptations. Let me say that again. The devil knows your weaknesses. He knows my weaknesses. He knows your temptations. He knows where I am being tempted. See, that's where he tries to work. So that's where you have to fight and keep the whole armor of God on. Listen, it is the rest of the armor that we need, not half-dressed with the battle. We've got to put on the whole armor of God. My first point today is this, the shield of faith. The shield of faith must take place. Ephesians 6 and 16. Above all, taking on the shield of faith, which, uh, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Having faith, in other words, believing, pulling that shield up and saying, I believe without a shadow of a doubt, God, you're going to help me get through the battles. You're going to help me get through the things that I'm dealing with in life. And you must stretch forth your faith and give it to Him and say, by faith, I believe God is going to fight my battle. David said, the battle's not mine, Lord. The battle is yours. So by faith, when the shield comes up, that shield of faith is saying, I believe as I am shielded by faith and I believe that by my faith I'm going to withstand anything that comes my way because it's not your intellect it's not your wisdom it's not your knowledge and your ability of what you can do but it's your faith it is your faith. You cannot please God unless you have faith. You cannot do the things that you do for the Lord unless you have faith. And so the shield has to come up. That faith has to come up so that faith will come alive in your life and that it will begin to fight for you. And when the fiery darts, the enemy that comes your way by faith, you believe because you pulled the shield of faith up and you're saying Lord it is in your hands not my hands two things strikes us immediately we are under attack as we look at the shield of faith we are under attack by fiery darts when we see the fiery darts the uh the apostle Paul talks about with the fiery darts they would light with their bow and arrow, they would light their, their arrow with fire, pull back the bow, and when the arrow would pierce, it would all also be on fire. So it can land into a person, it can land into a, a, a building, it could land wherever, so that if it didn't get you, it would get everything else around you. So we have to be careful because the enemy can come in suddenly, but he can do great damages because the fire can begin to try to consume us. So he says we are under attack day by day by fiery darts. Faith is the most important part of the armor. Let me say that again. Faith is the most important part of the armor. Above all, the Apostle Paul says, after you put everything on, faith is the ultimate thing that you and I have to have at the top of our full armor is by faith. 
If you don't have faith and believe, you cannot be effective with your whole armor and you cannot do the work because if you don't have faith, you're going to do it within yourself. And when you try to do it within yourself, you will crumble and you will fail every time because you cannot handle the battle on your own. I cannot handle the battle on my own. I must have Jesus to fight my battle when I'm dealing with things physically, spiritually, Spiritually, financially, emotionally, mentally, whatever it may be of the capacity, I have to have Jesus in the middle and the center of my relationship with my faith intact as my shield comes up as I believe. Listen, there are two types of shields that were used in that day. There was a large shield to hide behind there was a small shield that moved about. You had a shield that you moved around. You had a shield that you hid behind because you wanted to stay protective so that you can continue to fight the battle. When you're down and when you're shot, that's it. You can't go nowhere else. You can't fight no battles. You can't do anything when you're completely down. But when you have a shield and when you have the shield of faith and you have the whole armor of God, you can still withstand the enemy. Because without the whole armor of God, you will not withstand the enemy. I'm going to tell you that right now from the get-go if you don't have the whole armor on you will not be able you will not win the only way that you will win is by putting on the whole armor of God listen it is the large one that indicates here Satan sends those fiery darts the shield of faith is so effective it will quench them all you see the shield of faith is so effective it will quench them all. Faith can overcome every attack of the enemy. Let me say it. Faith can overcome every attack of the enemy. The enemy doesn't want you to have faith. The enemy doesn't want you to step out in faith. The enemy doesn't want you believing. The enemy doesn't want you to do nothing. He just says, do what you want to do. Be what you want to be. Go where you want to go. Do what you want to do. See, that's what the enemy says. That's okay. It's all right. God loves you. He'll forgive you. Move on. Don't worry about it, you know. But see, he's nothing but a liar. The Bible says he's a father of lies. And he's just lying to you, lying to me every day. When, he, when we're not close to God, we don't have our armor on. When we're not doing what Jesus is asking us to do so that we can continue on. Why? We become weak. One prime example is when we stay away from our church. We, we become weak. I'm not saying church saves you. Church does not save you. No, it doesn't. And some will say, well, pastor, I don't have to go to church to be saved. No, you don't have to go to church to be saved. But you know what? The Bible says, let us not forget the assembling of ourselves. We come into the house of the Lord because we encourage one another. We come into the house because you see my face, I see your face. I pray with you, you pray with me. We encourage. Iron sharpens iron. The Word sharpens the Word. The Spirit runs the Spirit. Hallelujah. It's glory to glory. God inhabits the praises of His people. And when we come to 
together in spirit and in truth, we're encouraging ourselves because we're equipping ourselves for the next week because we don't know what the battle's going to be like next week. You don't know what you're going to face next week. But praise be to the Lamb of God. When we come into the house of the Lord, we get energized. We get ready to go because we get prepared because we're going to be ready for the enemy when he comes to us because we're going to have the whole armor of God and by faith we're going to know that we're going to be overcomers in Christ Jesus. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. 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 I'm about to take off running here. Hallelujah. Listen, I want you to know today the shield of the faith is so effective in which we quench them all. Faith can overcome every attack of the enemy. Listen, the darts of pride. This is what the enemy tries to get us. The darts of pride, the darts of envy, the darts of worry, the darts of fear, the darts of lust. You see, those are the fiery darts that the enemy is trying to come to us because if he can't get one thing, he'll try something else. Well, she didn't like that. He didn't like that. Well, I'll try this. Well, she didn't, he didn't like that. Well, I'll try this. Well, he overcame this. I'll try to do this. She overcame that. I'll try this. And he's doing everything he can. Listen, the devil does not sleep, folks. He is 24 hours, 7 days a week, 365, year, uh, 365 days of the year. He's not going to stop until we die. He is going to be the devil because the devil is the devil. God is God and he is on his way. And I want you to know today we must understand his devices. We must understand what he's doing to us because he'll do everything he can to destroy us. My second point today is this. We've got to put on the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation. Ephesians 6 and 17 says this. Take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. What is the sword of the Spirit? It is the Bible, the sword of the Spirit. When we hold them Bibles up high on Sunday, when we read Galatians 2 and 20, what is it? The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God, which is the Word of God. Listen, I'm going to tell you all the years that I've served the Lord and all the years that I have pastored, I have had to get into the Word of God because that's the only way that you're going to make it, folks. That's the only way you can make it. You can't make it just on my sermon today. You can't just make it on a Sunday night teaching. Listen, you have to get into the Word of God yourself. If you've got time to get on Facebook, if you've got time to get through social media, if you've got time and people will stand for hours and hours and hours, and sit in their comfortable their house or wherever they are. If you got time to be on Facebook and media, Twitter, whatever it is, you've got time to get in the Word of God. You have time to get on the Word of God. Listen, it is high time for us as Christians. We've got to. That's another device that the devil tries to use against us. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not harping and preaching on, uh, on uh, Facebook that it's wrong. I'm not saying that. But there's good things that we can use with what we got with the media and the social media, and there's bad things that's used also. 
But I want you to know today that if we give ourselves all the time, if we can work a 40-hour uh, day uh, a shift on a job, if we can do everything we can, but we can't hardly give God an hour, we can't hardly give Him 45 minutes. Amen. Come on, church. Amen. Come on, church. Something's wrong with us. We've got to take time for the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to take time if we're going to fight through these battles and going to win these battles. We've got to take, it's high time. We've got to take time to step back and say, Lord, search me, Lord. See if they be any wicked way in me. Lord, try me, Lord. And Lord, let me get consumed by your Holy Spirit. Then, Lord, that you can saturate my mind, my heart, my spirit, and to know God. To make you known is to know you personally that someone may come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and that they may see Jesus in me, that they may be reached and not lost, but they would come to knowing Jesus Christ. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. You say, well, pastor, I've never heard this kind of preaching. Probably you might not and you may not find it anywhere else. But listen, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to take something for us to get to heaven. It's going to take something. Listen, the truth will set you free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And God is requiring of us as Christians. He's requiring of us to be bold as lions. He is requiring of us to live out our faith, the character of Christ every day. Long-suffering, allowing the fruits of the Spirit, I can't stress it enough, allowing the fruits of the Spirit to, Spirit to come alive in its goodness, meekness, temperance, long-suffering, gentleness, self-control. When you see people that are not like that, do you call them Christians? Come on, church. It's time for us to investigate ourselves. It's time to get our self, self right to know that we must love God with all our heart, mind, and soul, and strength. That's the greatest commandment, Jesus said. He said, that's the greatest commandment. Love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And second greatest commandment ever that supersedes all the other commandments. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Folks, we need to understand why we have to put on the whole armor of God. We've got to understand because guess what? The devil's out to kill, steal, and to destroy. He will try to kill you. He'll try to destroy you. He'll deceive you. He will do everything he possibly can. And the Bible says he'll even try to deceive the very elect. Listen, I'm getting closer to my closing Listen, we know this has to do with the head as we see the helmet of salvation, the, the home of the mind, a no-so salvation, knowing the assurance of salvation enables us to stand against the enemy because now we have asked Jesus Christ to come into our hearts and life and to save us and now we've put on the helmet of salvation because now we have been saved from ourselves. We have been saved from ourselves. We don't save ourselves. 
It is Jesus Christ now that has saved us. Now we have come alive because we've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, it's not us that's within us, but it's Christ that's within us. You see, as we read every Sunday morning, we're crucified with Him, so we put on the whole helmet of salvation. Listen, consider Paul's assurance. He speaks boldly in Ephesians 6 and 20, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Thank God you're not in prison. Thank God you haven't been a castaway. Thank God all that has not happened to you. Here's Paul talking about some things, but he says that I may speak boldly. In other words, it hasn't changed his mind. It hasn't stopped him from the ministry. It hasn't stopped him from the gospel. Nor should it stop us from the gospel. Nor should it stop anything for what Jesus is trying to do in our hearts and life. Because he says, I speak boldly. How can he speak boldly? He can speak boldly because he's got the whole armor of God on. He doesn't have a little bit, some of it. He has the whole armor of God on. And listen, I know whom I have believed. And 2 Timothy 1 and, uh, 2 Timothy 1 and 12, For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him unto until uh, that day. D.L. Moody writes this. He says, I never knew a person who was effective in the Lord's service who did not have assurance of his salvation. Let me say it again. D.L. Moody says, I've never known a person who was effective in the Lord's service who did not have assurance of his salvation. Third, in my closing, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Ephesians 6 and 17, and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. The one offensive, the offense of weapon in the armor. The weapon that Jesus used against Satan in the temptation when Satan came to him in Matthew chapter 4. I don't have time to read that. But if you got time, make time next week. Read Matthew chapter 4. You will see where the devil himself came to Jesus. The weapon that Jesus used against him to be used to conflict with the devil. What did he do? He hit him with the word of God. What did he do, Pastor? He hit him with a passage. Deuteronomy 8 and 3. I'll not live by bread alone, but I'll live by every word that proceeds out of my Father's mouth. Jesus said, it is my Father that will take care of me. It is my Father's business. I'm doing my Father's business. I will live by my Father. I will do by my Father. See, he hit Satan with Scripture. That's what we're going to have to do every day. We've got to hit the devil with the Word of God. And listen, he knows that, he knows that Bible better than you and me. The devil does. And, and listen, and he believes. The demons believe, and they tremble. That doesn't mean they act on the Word of God, but the demons, they believe. And they tremble. They know what the Word says. They know what the Word stands for. They know the Word. And when we quote the Word and we speak the Word, they have to flee. Because they can't stand truth. Because again, he's the father of lies. Let me go on here. I'm getting to my closing. We also know that David's weapon for keeping a clean life 
In Psalms 119 and 9, how can a young man cleanse his ways? This is what Psalmist David said in Psalms 119 and 9. How can a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wonder. Listen to what David said. Let me not wonder from your commandments. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. After all the wrong, all the stuff as an adulteress that he was, a killer that he was, his family went to pots. Everything just, just totally went to pots. He realized he was wrong and he repented and he said, Oh, let me not wonder from your commandments. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's why it's so important. We've got to have the word of God. Ezekiel says, not literally physically, but he says spiritually, eat the Word of God. Eat the Word of God. Let it saturate your heart. Let it saturate your mind. When you're dealing with issues, go to the Word of God. Don't go to your neighbor. Don't go to Facebook. Don't go to social media and talk about all what you've got. Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Go to God in prayer. If you tried everything, try Him. Go to Him in prayer. Take your family and your, your problems and your circumstances and your situation to the Lord in prayer. Take it to Him. Give Him a chance because He will be God to you and He will move in a mighty way. We never know the impact of even one text. The power of God's Word over the enemy as the enemy takes place. Listen, the summary of all of the armor is pray always. Pray always. Ephesians 6 and 18. Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Be watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Prayer is the communication line from headquarters. Look at this. Prayer is the communication line from headquarters, coming from the throne room of God. The Bible says for us to come boldly before Him, boldly before the throne room of God that we may obtain mercy. I don't know about you, but I want to obtain mercy every day. All my fallacies, all my, fallacies, all my faults, all my failures, I'm praying every day. Lord, forgive me of my faults, forgive me of my thoughts, forgive me of my failures, forgive me of my shortcomings. Lord, I praise you, I worship you, I, ma I, I, I magnify you as I pray this prayer every morning. And, and I say, Lord, just, just have your way in my life today. Be glorified, Lord, as I confess everything to Him. He already knows, He already knows, but He wants to hear from you. He wants to hear your voice. He wants you to utter it. He wants you to acknowledge it. He wants you to acknowledge your wrong. Because guess what? He's wanting to make things right in your life. But we must acknowledge our wrong. Listen, prayer is needed for victory. Listen, prayer is needed for victory. You will not have victory unless you're praying. You will not have victory unless you got the whole armor of God on. Pray. And prayer is needed for victory. And I want you to know, onward Christian soldiers. Boy, that's a song that a lot of us may know. Marching forward. 
to God. With the cross of Jesus, I've done forgot the rest, but some could probably quote it. Onward, Christian soldiers. Going on before us. With the cross of Jesus, I forget the rest of the verse. Soldiers, as to war. Cross of Jesus, for. There we go. There we go. Wonderful song, but it's talking about being a soldier of God. Stand with me across the building today. I want us to sing that. And I haven't sung that in years. And um, let's see if we can do that this morning. Well, she did that that quick. Wow. We sing. I know it's got verses to it, but I don't. I may not know. But the first, the first verse. uh, And I I know Mm. I've brought. I've I've got the the musician here right off on the spot. One verse here. (laughs) We haven't practiced it. This is it. This is uh, spontaneous. uh, time here, but uh, I, I just I thought we might just do this. 